Well, hello and good morning, everybody, to Hangouts and Headlines, August 30th, 2022. It's a Tuesday. We got through Monday together, folks. We're here. We're working through Tuesday. I'm so happy to be here, starting just a couple of minutes early today because we have a guest that showed up even earlier, and I didn't want to make them wait forever and ever and ever to start the show. So here, a few minutes before 7.30, let's welcome Kurt from Uncivil Law. How are you doing this morning, Kurt? It is a beautiful day here on the East Coast, and I'm hoping that everyone out there is also just having the most fantastic day this August the 30th. Hey, see? Now that's the way to bring it in the morning. I love it. I wanted to tell you, Kurt, in case you didn't see, that folks really, really love Blackleaf and really, mm. really loved uh, your, your grinning green dragon uh, joining us on Lawyers and Dragons. So uh, thanks again for that. But folks, if you haven't seen it, Lawyers and Dragons, episode three, Special guest, Kurt, from Uncivil Law, uh, and he is absolutely fantastic and playing a character you might not be expecting from Kurt. <laughs> That's the fun of role-playing, right? That is the fun of role-playing. You get to play all kinds of different characters. What's interesting about that for me is those are those character types I've never played before. So I've never played a Dragonborn before, and I never played uh, a Warlock before. So I've never you had... You that were debating was what, what class you were. Yeah, a warlock. <laughs> so uh, I never played those before, and that gives you a chance to try to experience something new. So I was like, you know, let's let's see what we got. Oh well, I and I think it went very, very well. So we'll have to see if uh, if uh, you can make a return appearance at some point in Lords and Dragons. You don't know what the plot. Maybe and maybe I'll be a different character. Maybe I'll just be a character actor, and I'll just play different roles, and you'll never know. You'll who like civil law is today? Like, it could be it could be interesting and confusing, depending <laughs> on how it goes. Because I'll just play a lot of different roles, so they could be different people. And then the see, real I, fun part is where my characters meet each other. That's the real fun part. See, I I figured that in the background, what you'd be doing is you'd be setting up little background hooks to really establish that you were just a shapeshifter and mm. appearing in like fifteen episodes as different people. Uh, and you'd, you'd make that all work as a side plot and a, and a hidden something for people. Why am I getting emails already? There's a reason the show too, is so early, folks. It is too <laughs> early for emails. Look, it is too early for business, but it is not too early for you to hit that like button. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, we'll get there, definitely. And I really appreciate it, Kurt. Um, and people have been asking, this doesn't look like it's Rob's basement. Can you confirm that? It is not his basement, no. <laughs> uh, well, fantastic, fantastic. All right, the, so... The, the, uni the unicorn guards are telling me to tell you it's not his basement. Yeah, see, as Shireen says, it's nice of the unicorns to let you use the computer to, to stream a little bit. Yeah. So, they said uh, something about good behavior, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, it's great to have you here, Kurt. As you know, I think since you've, you've been here for this part, we, we're going to talk to some people, see where they're hanging out, see where they're calling in from, get warmed up this Tuesday morning before we start talking about absolutely ridiculous reporting. <laughs> I love this story. You guys know I love these stories when the reporters just fall over. And I feel bad about it because people make mistakes. Human beings make mistakes. But there are so many mistakes here uh, and they're essentially doubled up on. That is um, why you have to watch uh, Richard Hogue, because he's not a human being. He doesn't make mistakes. Oh, I, I mean, sure he's reliable. do. Kurt. I make mistakes. I do. And I try to put edits in. 
um in uh you know the comments one of the, if i'm updating something or fixing there are no mistakes up, they're just happy little accidents well i think we can always reflect on things that aren't you know as accurate as we want them to be or as truthful as we want them to be and, and things that people point out we're only one person making these videos both you and i when we do these things and sometimes a commenter says hey you forgot this and this is really impactful to whatever it is you were talking about and it's like yeah you're right it is um and so Try to put that in like the pinned comment. Try to have those conversations. So I get that. But I also try to apologize <laughs> when I do these things <laughs> and not, you know, double and triple down, which is part of the fun of headlines here is that um, people have a little bit of a hard time admitting when they're wrong. Mm. Um, and so that's that's part of the story. Uh, let's see here. It's because I'm not wrong. It's the, it's the kids that are out of touch. Yeah, the kids are out of touch. Or Well, I mean, that honestly... That's going to be what we see as the apology here. So, well, I, you know, spoilers, uh, but we've got a whole we've got a whole journey to take with mm. you uh, on this one. Sibling Creature says Kurt guest starring on Lawyers and Dragons was pretty epic. Absolutely agree. It was fantastic. Uh, oh, it, and then, you know, what I was going to click went away. The beauties of StreamYard. Um, yeah. So the here. other beauties being their wonderful audio management. <laughs> well, it's a good piece of software, but it could definitely improve. As we said, there can be solid things that still make mistakes, right? Uh, Rob's lighting looks good on Kurt. I, I, I like to think Rob has just rigged up his entire house after being on YouTube for like two months with multiple lighting rigs. And it looks like a photographer's office uh, with uh, umbrella bounce lights and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. You'll have to verify that. Uh, yeah, these aren't real windows behind me. It's all part of a set. Oh, yeah, of course. It's actually a warehouse somewhere in Virginia uh, that's just set up to look like a, a home. Um, Ginger Haynes hanging out in Alabama. Hello, Alabama. Good morning, Ginger. We've got Indiana and ginger ale again. Ginger ale is a fantastic and magical drink. Uh, whenever I have a little upset stomach, ginger ale does the trick. So there you go. I little, love it on planes. Little health advice from me, uh, and that'll get Google... Uh, up in my grill, uh, just for giving this this fallacious ginger ale advice. Now, if you're in Michigan or or in my area, even I highly recommend Verner's. Uh, that's that's my ginger ale of choice. But there are other good ginger ales uh, if, if you're interested. And, and Indiana probably has Verner's, I would guess. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, good morning from Wisconsin. Good morning, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Pennsylvania. We've got Denmark, Simi Valley, Kansas. Loves hangouts and headlines. All of Kansas. I, I need some receipts on this, but that would be great. I, I'd love to have a state that loves the, the channel and the show. That would be awesome. Good morning, Diane. Got to watch out for those unicorns. We've seen Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, those unicorns are vicious. Yeah. There's actually a game coming out uh, that I saw previewed by Nintendo last week called Harvestella. It's a Square Enix game, and it apparently has a rather rude talking unicorn uh, that I just love as a conceit. So I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Hogue is a bot. Says Robert Jones. No, no. Rob is a bot. Uh, we don't know if Kurt is in a vi virtual or real space because Rob is, in fact, a bot and an algorithm. Um, I am not a bot. <laughs> I need too much tea in the morning to be a bot. Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, Rick is better than all the legacy media combined at correcting his mistakes. I don't know about that. Combined, they have a lot of mistakes to correct. They do a lot of mistake correcting. Um, but you are better at correcting it. The number of mistakes they have to correct, but you're definitely better at doing it. Mm. You actually say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, and you'll do it other than uh, in a throwaway on page 8C, you know. The, I yeah. honestly think 
I'm not unique at that in this space because I think so much of talking to people at this personal level is um, requires you to be transparent about you know your your personality, your choices, your research, and and when that doesn't wind up where you want it to be. I've had the good fortune of essentially being asked to prognosticate on various court cases and things that I've gotten right through now, but that's, that's luck as much as anything else. Um, and I try to say that, right. We try to disclaim, Hey, you know, a judge can do whatever a jury can do whatever. You know, people are asking me about Twitter and Elon right now. And it's like, I still don't anticipate it going to trial in October because that's just not how these things usually go. You don't take this all the way to the, the randomness of the judge's black box. But if it were, it's, it's the kind of thing where you could actually see somebody being forced to spend $40 billion. Like it's not outside the realm of possibility. Um, and that's, uh, that's wild to be, uh, let's see here. Evening all from Melbourne, Seattle with a coffee cup emoji and a yawning emoji. That's right. Yawning and coffee, coffee and yawning, uh, Carrie with the Fonz syndrome, uh, closing their eyes, laughing emoji. Secret McSquirrel says, we need a squirrel in Lawyers and Dragons. I tend to agree, Secret McSquirrel. We're going to see what we can do. Um, so, yes. Well, that's what. When is it too early in the morning for Kurt's squirrel face, I ask you? Uh, there you go. Good morning from Glenwood, Iowa. Mrs. Hoglaw says, Kurt was a great addition last weekend. He sure was. Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. Noon in, and I don't get a flag. Is that Palestine? Um, PT? Uh, so I apologize, I don't get a flag. But good morning. Noon in various aspects of, of Europe and around there. I'm very happy to see you Doesn't all. Doesn't sound right. Because uh, it'd be five hours shifted, which is what from here is about England. Palestine, I would think, would be a couple time zones more. Oh, well. Well, we know it's noon in England. That I know from my people, or it's twelve thirty specifically uh, in England. Um, but there could be a, there could be a time zone with another half Portugal, hour. Portugal, they're saying that sounds that sounds more. Portugal powerful. sounds yes, that makes more sense. I apologize, people. If I could see this flag, I would have gotten that right. I think I feel confident. <laughs> Verners are nothing now that Pepsi owns it. It's available elsewhere. Oh, I had no idea Pepsi had purchased Verners. Uh, I'm sure that that's probably decades old. So I'm really showing my. Uh, my finger on the pulse of the, well, I'll, I'll call it pop because I'm in Michigan, uh, the, the pop industry. My wife already just cringed just from hearing me saying the word pop uh, to describe uh, soda-based beverages. Describe Coke? Uh, she's from California, so it's soda to her. Okay. Um, but uh, we have that conversation for the better part of two decades at this point. Uh, good morning from California. Coffee and um, what looks to be like a sunrise over a mountain. That's nice. Awesome. Carrie says legacy media doesn't understand that owning and correcting mistakes builds trust. It does seem weird, right? Like I don't judge a human being making a mistake. I can judge when you decide to go with like what is going to be described here as unvetted sources, but that judgment is earned and hopefully you take that and you correct and you get better. And if I think that you're going in that direction, I'm more likely to back you up. If you double down, I believe that I'm not going to get accurate information from you. And that's, not great for trust, but that's that's just not it's just not how it works. Uh, Secret McSquirrel says still on Bambarouche, staying here till Hogue notices. Now Secret McSquirrel likes to say 
that she is on various planet stars and other celestial bodies. I'm not familiar with Bambarouche. So that's probably fictional, but I don't know where it's from, Secret Mix World. So I'll try to find out additional information from the chat as to where that is. Uh, Sibling says, my preferred ginger beer is the Bundaberg. Don't know if it's sold outside Australia, though. It's got a great name. I like saying it. And now I want to hear Bluey and Bandit say it because that's that's really where I connect most with Australia is, of course, in the Bluey cartoons. Uh, the only time I got a Verner's was when visiting my grandmother near Detroit. Yep, it was pretty localized for a long time, but it is excellent. Good news from the future and Germany. Tuesday has been awesome so far. Yes. Lots of sun and cake. Sunglasses emoji. I don't know that I'm going to need sunglasses there's, emoji there's here in cake? Michigan. There is cake. Germany has promised cake from the future. So okay. Get excited. Well, I'm excited about this cake possibilities. Absolutely. I hope, that, I hope my Tuesday will involve cake. <laughs> or is the cake a lie? Oh, no. Oh, no. That sounds like an Ian reference. Every time Ian's on this channel, Kurt, Ian references Portal in some way. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Morning from Texas. Coffee is the best way to wake up. Or tea. I'm going to pretend that's tea. Uh, it's, it's tea for me. Uh, afternoon from Scotland. Probably Scotland. See, human beings make mistakes, is what it is. Good morning or good afternoon, Scotland. Very excited to have you all here. It's Portugal. It's Portugal. You can see me arriving at this. It's Portugal. Hey, I gave it the old college try. I appreciate it, Portugal. Thank you so much. PT for uh, Palestine territory wasn't an unreasonable deduction. Well, I gave it a try. <laughs> so I apologize. Good afternoon from Poland. Good morning. Woo, five minutes late, 4.30 a.m. isn't always easy. That is okay. No. The fact that you're up at 4.30 a.m. just to chat with us is just amazing. It makes my heart feel good. I really appreciate it. Uh, and hopefully we're going to have a fun show today. Um, I think we're already having a fun show. In Lawrence and Dragons, did Kurt the Dragon have a hat and a beard? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Can Dragonborn have beards? Maybe they have beards like a bearded dragon. Don't know. It's up to your imagination. This is Hoglaw popping in. Good Lord, it's not pop. It's soda. Folks, you know what? We got to do it. We got to do it. We might as well get in there and ask the question to you all. See now, remember, there's three possibilities. Is it Coke, pop, or soda? Because it's Coke. Coke in here? It's Coke. It's Coke where I'm from. Okay. All right. You know what? Because we'll we'll run this out, we'll run this out for Texas. We'll see. You've got a poll. I think this might be the first poll in Hangouts and Headlines. Uh, now that I've mastered the art form uh, <laughs> uh, from Lawyers and Dragons, after having asked, uh, "What weather is it?" Yes, no, sunny. <laughs> we can we can get a little bit better poll here. The results are coming in fast and furious here. Soda takes the early lead with forty percent. Coke also right there with 40%. Poor old pop. Poor old Michiganian Midwestern pop. Bringing up the rear. Oh, my goodness. This is not what I need right now in Hogue House, folks. You are arming Mrs. Hogue Law for the considerable future with this. I, I, I'm, I'm pop very is something I did hear. So I expect a really old person to say. I expect a really old person to say pop. First of all, I'm not pretty old. Second of all, 
Uh, no, we're young and we're going to be young forever, Richard. Yes, that's what I tell my kids. Uh, when my oldest starts to talk about when I die, I say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to die. Don't worry about that. Um, so, oh, yep. Uh, it looks like soda's first right now, Coke in second, pop in third. Oh, man. So we got a lot more of this. Yes, soda says totally Jersey. Soda says Terry. Pop is sound. Soda is drink. Pop goes the weasel. Uh, Terry says California girl to transplanted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, what else we have here? Round these parts, soda is just carbonated water, sure. But we don't call it pop either. We call such things soft drinks. You know, I didn't add soft drink to the choice. So maybe we're, we're not fully. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's probably a ton of ways that you can say that you would like a carbonated beverage. Uh, but... Uh, soda soda looks to be the winner right now with with more than 150 votes early in the morning people voting i say juice all right okay you say juice when you want like a like a pepsi i like it all right here i'm sipping on gin and juice baby mind of my money and my money on my mind okay uh hogan edb sound great at two times speed highly recommend for replay hey if you can listen to me and understand what i'm saying at two times more power to you absolutely speed it up speed it up as fast as you can take. well that is the end of the stream i guess <laughs> uh law and lumber rob calling from inside the house good morning from the robot production facility hey good morning rob hope you're doing well uh it is a wonderful bot filled morning uh, with you. Verner's is the oldest surviving American brand of ginger ale, first served in 1866 by James Verner, a Detroit pharmacist, says Annalie Finch. Weren't a lot of those invented by pharmacists? Possibly. I, like I said, ginger ale really does do wonders for an upset stomach, or at least mine. Um, so it's possible. That's that's kind of the thing. Uh, hey, Rob, we got pop. We call it pop here. Here are all the right thinking people uh, in the in the pop area. Uh, we got Coke and neither is an option. I call it something else. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you say you call it juice, right? Soda, pop. I had a principal who called it sody pop. Sure. Yeah. Oh, here's, a, here's an interesting one. I call it fizzy. Or fizzy. it's a fizzy drink. Fizzy drink. We call it juice here, says fizzy Secret Squirrel. Fizzy drink. Soda and pop are very American. Okay, sorry. Yeah, all right. See, I like learning about these things. Vernacular is fun. Linguistics is fun. Soft drink. Verner's is the only ginger ale. Uh, death in a cup, says Robert Jones. Pretty. It's a little aggressive. Pretty excessive on, uh, on sody pop, but I like it. Uh, pop, fizzy, soft drink is the general term. Isn't soda all soft drinks? Yes, soda is general. Uh, we're, we're looking at general terms. That's why Coke is funny is because the American South tends to order Pepsi Cokes. and uh, Yeah, 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 that's right. I want a Coke. What kind do you want? Pepsi, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. Don't, don't, it's the way we roll. We'd like a Mountain Dew Coke. Uh, can of pop in Yorkshire. All right, fizzy drink. See, this is what we do in Hangouts, Kurt. We get off. We got, we're talking about college football randomly. We're talking about what you call your carbonated beverages. It's just a beverage. 
Just a beverage, Rick. Why are you trying to why are you trying to shorten this out? What sound does the fox make? Ah, it's a isn't Coke a Southern thing? Poo is Midwest. Surely that's pop. And soda is the correct term. <laughs> Tongue out uh, emoji. Well, we have an argument about what the correct term is. Poll still rocking for soda. Pop is catching up to Coke though. You know what? If we could pass Midwestern pop, Southern Coke, I think that would be a big win here in Hangouts and Headlines this Tuesday morning. So you guys, mm. we're, we're 4% away from, from passing Coke. Why isn't there a cola option? I don't have enough options for all the names you folks have for your fizzy drinks. Uh, but uh, it's it's very good. Lucky, thank you so much for gifting 10 more Hoglaw memberships. I really appreciate it. Uh, and everybody that is a member, you got emojis. We're going to have a firm update today because uh, it's the second to last day of the month. I haven't done a firm update yet. So that'll be up in the community tab and everything else. I really you have really a firm. I do have a firm. Well, firm update is the is kind of the tongue in cheek title that I give the the monthly updates on the channel. Um, but I uh, I owe people one. Rob says I got to work on some software tweaks. I've added too much ADHD. Somehow Kirkbach got off the rails talking about soda slash Coke. Oh no, this is all me. This is how we like to run the early bits of hangouts and headlines because you get straight into the articles. I found it just is a little bit much just coming from zero to 60. Uh, and so we chat with people. We have fun. We have these communications because it's early morning here in the Eastern time zone of the United States. It's even earlier morning in the other time zones of the United States. And our European friends are busy at having lunch or getting ready to finish their work day. And I love hearing all aspects of that. Uh, and we still got, we got more sugar water. Prototopics, David of Lawyers and Dragons, our inimitable GM says, it's not a party if there's no Mountain Dew. Would you order a Mountain Dew Coke, Kurt? Sure. All right. Okay. Uh, Where are the Cheetos? Shireen says, you all need to send some root beer over for my husband. It's so hard to get over in the UK. Root beer? Man, root beer is my standby. Uh, that's That's one of my favorite drinks. So... Yeah, I, if you can't get in the UK, that's that's awful. That's I've, I've never been, I've never not wanted to go to the UK. It's so more. glowy and happy, just <laughs> like the Federation. Lady Bethany with the super chat asks, "Have you ever had Verner's warmed up?" I have had Verner's at room temp because sometimes I'm lazy and the box was in the pantry and I don't even want to get ice cubes. Mm. Um, but I have not actually made it hotter. Um, so I haven't warmed it up like a coffee or a tea. Is that something you recommend, Lady Bethany? I never would have even considered it. <laughs> so, hmm. Soda on the East Coast. Man, maybe it's a coastal thing. Um, but it's pop in the Midwest. I'm standing by this. Uh, Rob says, no charging issues here, just additional testing. Traveling up to visit Nate later this week. Oh, is that talking about you, Kurt? Yeah, it is. Yes, I'll be visiting Nate and Joe. In New York City later this weekend as part of my log road trip. Oh, cool. Yes. Oh, that's or awesome. A, another way I phrase that as part of my business development meetings. That's 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 for you, Mr. Auditor. Uh that's uh business development and mileage. <laughs> uh we love the pre-headline chat, says Caitlin. Yeah, I love them too. Like this is the way we do it here now. We found our form. We found the pattern that we like to use on this show, and it's about a half hour of chatting with you all before we dive into talking about reports and headlines and everything else, um, and then ultimately getting headlines up 
in just the headlines as a playlist, which is slowed because well, I wanted I want to visit all the law tubers, man. If I had my passport with me, if I didn't leave that behind, man, I'd be on my way to go see Ian too. Just fly right over to Canada. It's on the way to Austin. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, the accountant, the accountant in me was very happy to hear those words, Kurt. So there you go. Saying the right thing on tape. It's business development, mm-hmm. networking, working on. I, I pay attention. I'm paying attention. Yes, the success of his channel, not just hanging out with people, not no, just no, no. charging Rob up, uh, but otherwise interacting with folks that can help your business. I love it. All right, what else we got? Heating pop like ginger ale sounds like it should be a criminal offense. I admit that it sounds odd, but when somebody recommends it, I say, hmm, I wonder if there's a there there. Werner's is also a very weird pop um, in that it is a very aggressive <laughs> soda uh, that uh, can get in your throat and, and has uh, it has the, the bubbles really leap out of the uh, of the drink fairly famously. <laughs> can get you coughing if you're not ready for Werner's. Uh, so uh, I would be interested to see what it's like a little heat Now here's up. an obscure one that yeah. I haven't had in a while. Cheer wine. That's like a North Carolina thing. I don't know it's it. Like a, it's like a cherry, it's like a cherry flavored one. That's really nice. Okay. Any yeah, cheer I, wine fans in the group? All right, I don't know. Uh, is it specific to North Carolina? Is it is it around the south? It's it's, it's fairly regional. Okay. But yeah. Well, Burtner certainly was. Burtner certainly was. We call this the hangout chit chat. Says the Heathers. Hangouts, chit chats. I love it. Sarsaparilla. I used to order sarsaparillas. Where did I order them from? They were in the bottle. Um, can't remember that. Oh, we got we got Cheerwine fans. We got Cheerwine fans, Kurt. Disney Nerd says, yes, Cheerwine is great. Cheerwine. You can get it at Meyer. Maybe Cheerwine, maybe something else. Cheerwine. Great with barbecue. That checks out for the regions that we're talking about. Uh, Cheerwine is a thing in St. Louis, too. Uh, Cheerwine, North Carolina home. Cheerwine, it's amazing. It's regional and amazing. My aunt from Tennessee bought that once. Don't know if they picked it up elsewhere. I used to drink Coke, but would open it and let it sit for half an hour to let the fizz die. I wanted the Coke flavor, not the fizz. Interesting. Okay, Coca-Cola is very disappointed in you. (laughs) Cheerwine, we just got just general... Not even like extra comments, but just appreciation for the concept of cheer wine. Uh, so, I, is it a wine or is that just the name? No, of it's just the name. All right, interesting. Remember Fresca? Yes, it's 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 all me and my high school friends drank in the mid nineteen nineties. So yes, I remember Fresca. Uh, lots of just lots of general support for cheer wine. Wow, you you've you've touched a nerve here, Kurt. There's just cheer wine is is just really beloved by a certain segment of the hangouts and headlines chat base here. Uh, Verner's equals every Michigan kid's anti-nausea medicine. That's how I described it. <laughs> and I am a Michigan kid, although I was born in Illinois, but don't tell anybody. Um, uh, thoughts on big red or big blue sodas? Big red is okay. I don't think I know them. Here that's in Michigan Texas. again, we that's we Texas. Have big red is big red is Texas. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with big blue. I'll have to look into that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, here again in Michigan, we have uh, in terms of our colors, uh, we have Bagos, 
Um, so, you know, it's all it's all sets of drinks here. We have Fago, says Wizzle S. I don't know who we is outside of Michigan. Um, I'm sure Fago gets around a little bit. I'm going to buy you a drink. Then I'm going to take you home with me. I got money in the bank. What you think about that? I got, will. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh. I will give that a lot of thought. <laughs> Fresca is still My a big friend. thing in Quebec. I can't believe I'm pulling all these obscure references. You know, that's how we roll here on uh, head, uh, Headlines and Hangouts. Yeah, you know, whatever. H's and H's. Headaches and mornings. Uh, you know, whatever it is. Rock and Rye. That's Fago right there. I thought Fago was orange. Fago is all sorts of colors. Fago is the rainbow. Um, so, yeah, Rock and Rye. Big Red and Big Blue are at the Bucky's here in Florida. I love hearing about all the regional. Bucky's is very, very cool. It is a there. They make it's a fun place to visit. It's a really interesting uh, gas station convenience store thing, and it is uh, it's worth a trip. All right, I'm gonna have to give it to Soda. Uh, thank you for participating in this very scientific, completely random poll uh, mm. of people here on YouTube. But um, I will let my wife know that I officially lost this one. No mandates. Go Blue, Big House, noon, Saturday, 63-3, final score. Thank you. Yeah, Michigan's going to win that one. Michigan always wins the kind of little non-conference games. I actually wish they had more competitive games uh, up front, uh, but it'll be fun. It'll be nice to get back into Michigan football as the reigning Big Ten champions, uh, which I Go haven't Clemson. been in 20 years. <laughs> Go Clemson. Let's get another national championship. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll we'll meet in the college football playoff, Kurt. We'll have we'll have some fun. Um, Rob says October first going to be controversial. Wolfpack versus the Tigers. Mm. Yeah, law tube fighting each other. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I don't uh, I don't think we have any Buckeyes on uh, of, of my YouTube lawyer compatriots. So. Uh, I just asked the Buckeyes how it went when they faced Clemson in the national championship finals a couple years back. How many points did you get on the scoreboard? I can't remember. Oh, my goodness. Sonia says, a Wisconsin girl who married a Southerner, our kid's name popped by its actual name to not take sides. Favorite is Squirt. You know, I like Squirt every time I have it, and it is is just not in my, like, radar very often. It's just not something that's around the house or, or whatnot. So that is a good one, though. It's a good choice. Uh, Lady Emily says, good morning. Caught you live for once. Welcome, Lady Emily. Thank you so much for the super chat. It is great to have you here live. We're just about to turn over to the headline section here uh, because we don't have actually a lot of language in this particular article. There's not a lot of words, and yet they managed to squeeze in a number of mistakes. So that's kind of the fun of this stuff today. Okay, I think we're good on drink? Did you ever drink Jolt Cola? I did, yes, yeah. (sighs) Rough. Had jolts again, I think in the nineties, right? I mean, like jolts oh, in yeah. the 90s, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah, I had fresh. Oh, and, uh, simply Canadian. I think it's back on the market. The okay. uh, the slightly flavored. Uh, this is like uh, just soda water flavored, you know, with light flavoring. But I really like simply Canadian. I think they're okay. back on the market finally. Fago is like Fanta Mary. Yeah, it's it's a similar kind of concept very flavored beverages um absolutely we can talk about other things other than colas is ho going to grace us with some color for college colors day thursday is that a day 
Because, yeah, I'll wear some Michigan gear. Um, I'll put on my Clemson hat. I'll stream on my Clemson hat. We'll do it all day. I don't care. Just wear my Big Ten championship flag with my Big Ten championship hat, my Big Ten championship T-shirt. I bought a few things when we won the Big Ten championship. I don't know if you've heard, uh, but but we won the Big Ten championship last fall. Um, So, yeah. See, the problem is the reason I get so excited about it is because, you know, you hear the term in sports act like you've been there before. Like literally Michigan has been in the wilderness for two decades. Um, and so it's uh, it's been it was nice to break through for once. Um, and then, you know, once again, everybody's predicting Ohio State will win the Big Ten and, you know, they probably will. But maybe not. We'll see. All right. Let's see here if we can talk about some headlines. Ostensibly, some folks come in here for headlines, right? So let's let's take a look at this article. Now, one thing you might note, just looking at the window right this second, is that this is pulled up on the good old internet wayback machine. Uh, because, well, as we've talked about in the space, journalistic standards as to fixing mistakes are not super strong in the online digital era. So we have to go back and actually look at what was reported and this won't change the actual description, the address here, Amazon buy electronic arts, uh, even when we see the correction. Uh, but we have to go back in time because USA Today, which is where this is located, you can see it here, USA Today, um, use this same address to effectively not acknowledge that they ever reported this headline. <laughs> so we're going to get R- to that. Rumor. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. We have here their vertical for the win. Um, And for whatever reason, video games are interesting with some of these bigger sites. They are still a little bit ostracized. Uh, Like folks can recognize it USA Today or the Washington Post or the LA Times or the New York Times or any of these other big mastheads that gaming's pretty big. Uh, You know, it makes more money than movies. There seems to be an audience for coverage of things like video games. Uh, And yet... um, it's got a little stigma. Well, we're we're big time here at USA Today. <laughs> uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to, instead of saying that this is like USA Today in any obvious way, other than where it's actually located, we're going to take a, a name and we're going to put it on our video game coverage. So that this is, our, this is our video game stuff. Yeah, it's USA Today, but this is for the win. If you go to the Washington Post and you try to find their video game coverage, you will see that they use a vertical called Launcher which you wouldn't necessarily know is the Washington Post. That's the kind of thing that we see in this market. The other reason for that, though, that we will also see is that USA Today completely outsources its reporting on these matters, as best I can tell. So let's look at this outsourced article that was put in USA Today and would seem to be somewhat to USA Today's chagrin. Rumor. Amazon small company, you might know them, set to buy Electronic Arts, which if you're not in video gaming, you should know is one of the major third-party publishers. They make the NFL Madden franchise. They make FIFA. Uh, They used to make FIFA. They're getting rid of that name because they didn't want to pay FIFA's uh, blood money for their royalties. Um, But they make soccer games. They make football games. They make a game called Need for Speed that has you racing cars Mm -hmm. around. And occasionally they make things with stories, but very occasionally. You might also be familiar with The Sims. I'd be willing to bet we got some Sims fans here. Sims is a very good product. I think it costs like $1,000 to buy all the DLC for the Sims. Uh, but yep. doing there. So that's what EA is. Very big company. And if you've also been following along in virtual legality, you know <clears throat> the video game industry is in an era of consolidation. Uh, Activision Blizzard is pending purchase by Microsoft. 
Bungie was just purchased by Sony. We expect more of these big deals uh, to happen in, in the near term. Um, and so everybody's been kind of waiting for the next shoe to drop. Microsoft is in a bit of a holding pattern because they're trying to get Activision through. And it's unlikely that they're going to make any big purchases while they're trying to get that through the regulatory process. Uh, and I still suspect, people have heard me say it in this space, that that deal is going to go through in the first quarter of next year. That's what I'm feeling on this. But it could be a little bit earlier. It could be a little bit later. I do think it's going to go through with a consent decree that probably doesn't materially change the value of the assets in Microsoft's hands. So that, that's what I see happening on that particular deal. But it does mean that everybody all year has been looking at Electronic Arts, has been looking at Square Enix, has been looking at Ubisoft has been looking at these various other third-party publishers and saying, I bet one of them gets bought. And then a little while back, we got a rumor about Electronic Arts that they were in very deep talks to be sold to NBC Comcast. And that went away. And we covered it in virtual legality. And I said, wow, that's that's kind of wild because Comcast just spends money on anything. Um, and as it turned out, at least as described, and again, rumor reports, uh, there were issues with management requests and who was going to run the thing and what was going to be split off from Comcast and everything else. Uh, and so that purchase didn't happen. But we did know at that point in time that Electronic Arts was effectively shopping itself to potentially be acquired. And so people said, oh, it could be Disney, could be Netflix, could be Amazon, could be all these things. <clears throat> and then this rumor pops up last week, August 26th, to be precise, that says, according to GLHF sources, I'm sorry, what? What What did you just say USA Today? What, what the hell is a GLHF source? We'll get to it. Amazon will announce today that it has put in a formal offer to acquire Electronic Arts, EA, the publisher behind Apex Legends, FIFA, Madden, and more. Now, just in this first sentence, we're one sentence into the article. There's some interesting stuff, right? What is a GLHF? What does it have to do with For the Win? How is For the Win related to USA Today? You've got three different brand names <clears throat> on this article already to start out with, and we have to do some digging. As it turns out, GLHF is effectively an institutionalized freelance contract writing service, right? Global Games Media is what their headline says. GLHF, which stands for Good Luck, Have Fun, handles gaming coverage for mainstream media partners worldwide. Don't want to get sullied with the video game industry? You can use us. With a team of journalists producing high-quality written and video content, as well as best-in-class commercial support, and creative solutions, the company is able to reach, engage, and monetize the gaming audience across the globe. So I think I'm already going to be sick. Well, this is effectively kind of like the Associated Press for gaming and promising that you don't have to worry about this. Do you want this kind of vertical on your site? We'll take care of it for you. <clears throat> and their model is effectively click-based. So if we go a little bit further, we see that in their... Uh, Information for Publishers page, they say the following. The leading gaming and esports content solution, GLHF, offers a simple and effective way for publishers to serve high-quality gaming content to their existing audience while also attracting new readers. With a global content team of writers and editors, our setup provides a turnkey solution that will start generating traffic and engagement from day one. No risk, high reward. Think, so first of all, as a lawyer, I say, okay, you never, you never promise no risk, okay? Just to be clear. <laughs> things can happen as we're looking at today, but they say no risk, high reward. We operate on a revenue share model. So there's no direct investment on the partner side. We just take a cut off the clicks. We only succeed if you do with award-winning writers, decades of experience in growing audiences, best in class SEO practices and unrivaled industry contacts. 
no one is better set up to run your gaming channel. So, well, if there's is, no risk and I just take a cut of their, why would they give me any money? Yeah, that's, the, well, that's the question. What if they if they're producing all the content and they're handling everything? Why are they giving me any cut at all? The audience, right? They want access to USA Today's brand. Uh, they want access to wherever else they're reporting. Uncivil Law Gaming Channel starting this morning. Yes, there you go. You can have the Uncivil Law Gaming Channel, and you can hire these folks at GLHF to write blog posts and com community posts for you, and never have to worry about anything, except excellent. Except that they might be horribly wrong and hork up the markets for a solid three hours. So let's see how this proceeds. First of all, so we've got GLHF here. We've got this author, Kirk McKeon. We'll talk about him in a second. And you've got a sentence here that as a corporate guy, as a, as a mergers guy, maybe even if you just follow virtual legality and you've seen how these things have been announced, sounds wrong, right? You don't generally announce when you put in an offer. Right. No. That's not where we see these things talked about. We see them announced when the merger agreement is signed. That doesn't mean it's closed. Right. Activision is not currently a Microsoft subsidiary, but they did sign up that merger agreement back in January of this year. We saw when Elon Musk and Twitter signed their merger agreement. And because Elon Musk is Elon Musk, we also knew about it because he was tweeting about it at the time. Um, but we don't see, hey, I'm submitting an offer because. You don't need to. There's nothing material about submitting an offer until the deal is done. Um, and also because you don't actually want to publicize if something goes wrong, right? If Amazon offers some amount of money to EA that is flatly unacceptable to EA and, and EA feels like they're being underbid or whatever, and the deal doesn't go through, neither party really wants that to be public, that this process isn't public. So there's a couple of things here. First of all, it never made any sense that Amazon was going to announce, we have sent them an email with our term sheet. O okay, yeah, and that never made any sense, but let's give credit at least to this article. It is possible that there is an offer process that could potentially happen that wouldn't be announced, right? Like Amazon and EA could be in talks. We don't know because this is kind of just rife with errors uh, in it, but it's possible they could be in talks and we'd never get proof of it because you don't talk about talks. That's not how this works. Um, and so it does sound like this particular individual, this author had somebody, you assume, if they're not just fabricating things, that told them that they were in talks and that they were anticipating getting an Amazon offer today. How that leads to you know, a public announcement, I don't know. And on the other side, he could have an Amazon contact that says we anticipate sending an offer. Uh, either way, this is what they went out with. And this made everybody crazy. Uh, rumors have been circling online for a few weeks about a potential EA buyout with Apple, Disney, and Amazon listed as potential buyers. As per our sources, Amazon has finally made an offer. This is a little bit more definitive. This is saying Amazon is in, that they've sent in, they've sent their email term sheet. <clears throat> or if you're Elon Musk, they sent a text message. I love that part of the SEC disclosures uh, that he offered the, to buy the company in text message form. Um, but this suggests that there's actual information there. And now we're getting into falsity, right? Because this is going to be disclaimed by everybody, but not before there's stock price shenanigans. Now, it's important to note that here we are in the second sentence of the article. And again, we have maybe not an error, 
but at least a seeming inconsistency. So you've got here, rumors have been circling online for a few weeks. It links out to this article, which also mirrors when we talked about it last in virtual legality, which is set in the middle of May. Now, Kurt, I'm going to ask you a question. It's not wrong to suggest that effectively three months ago is weeks, like you can always describe things in a number of weeks, but do you think the middle of May is actually properly described as a few weeks for purposes of communicating to your audience? Compared to now? Well, it seems to me like this should say a few months. I mean, you know, that's what, 12 weeks, give or take? So It is 12 weeks. Yeah. Is that so, a few? Yeah. Is that a few? We lucky few, our happy band of brothers? I don't know, man. Yeah, so I don't know that this one's specifically wrong, but it is interesting that you go and you look at May 21st and decide to say a few weeks. Now, I don't know why you'd do that unless you're trying to add the sense that this particular thing is is, is very current, uh, right? Because the rumors have been circling on EA since that Comcast announcement, which is in May. Um, and so, you know, this is, this is something that's been percolating for a while. I, I don't know why you wouldn't just say months here. It's a smart business move from Amazon, says For the Win, slash GLHF, slash USA Today, which is also making big moves in television. After the success of The Witcher and Arcane on Netflix, both shows built around big video games. The Witcher is built around the books, famously because the licenses don't go to CD Projekt Red. Amazon could potentially use EA's franchises as settings for new shows. Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Dead Space, there's plenty of potential in EA's library for transmedia opportunities. And I, I really do hate that this is an aspect of video game. I don't think that uh, Kirk here is wrong, uh, especially after Bungie basically said we sold out to Sony to make a Destiny TV show uh, or movie. Uh, but yeah, that just it just makes me sad. I, I can't anticipate great Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Dead Space content uh, from Amazon. And I think you might have listed basically every EA franchise that remotely has a story uh, at this point in time. Um, finally, finishing off. This news comes after a range of unprecedented acquisitions and consolidation in the video game space, with the biggest of them being Microsoft's purchase of Bethesda for $7.5 billion. Which you sit back and you say, okay, GLHF, uh, you're, you're the experts here. I'm, I'm just a guy sitting here on YouTube. And maybe you don't want to count the $68 billion acquisition of Activision because it's not closed yet. Uh, but... There is another deal in between these two, which is, of course, that Take-Two bought Zynga this year for $12.7 billion. So however you want to frame out this particular reporting, this isn't right. And when you're only putting like four facts in your story, I, I think that you could get and behind and figure out, hey, all right, so let's talk about whether they'd actually announce a formal offer. Let's figure out whether something is actually filed with uh, Amazon or with EA. I don't know about a few weeks. I'd rather see that say a few months. And then this is not the biggest deal in gaming, not even the biggest closed deal in gaming. Um, you're not exactly covering yourself in glory, right? Already, already. According to our sources, the announcement will be made later today. We've reached out to Amazon and EA for comment and we'll update you if we hear anything back. Oh, it will be updated. I can promise you this article will be updated. We'll get to it. Um, but that's the whole thing. And this sets the entire market in a kind of spin, right? Wait, and I'm confused by the last line there. Can you, because it says written by Kirk McKend on behalf of GLHF. Yeah. And then, and then the first line is according to GLHF. But wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's according to our sources at GLHF. But it's right? being written by, it's re written by him on their behalf 
and then citing to them. Right. No, I'm it, as a, no, it's am not. Am I the only one them. who's having a? Am I the only one who's parsing having a parsing problem? Yes. Well, I mean, I don't think it's terribly clear, but this is saying that it's not USA Today's sources. It's GLHX sources. It's their, uh, you know, uh, confidential informants in the field. It's GLHF's sources. And then he writes for GLHF. So if you imagine this instead said, according to FBI sources, that doesn't mean within the FBI. How's anyone reading this article supposed to know what GLHF is? You're not. Okay. Just, You're not. As best checking. I can tell. As best I can tell, is part of the contract that GLHF enters into with uh, USA Today or whatever the, whoever they're publishing for, they're allowed to reference themselves, right? And this follows along with how you see the Associated Press treated. Uh, like if you go and you look at an outlet and see something referencing, um, you know, as reported on by the Associated Press or whatever, that's how this looks. That appears to be the format they're using. Uh, but if you don't know what in the world this is, it comes out of nowhere, right? And and USA Today, thankfully to them says, okay, well, at least we can separate a little bit from this because we're going to need to, because as CNBC goes out with about three hours later, <clears throat> Amazon not expected to bid for electronic arts. Not, not only, not only is there not an announcement, not only is there not an offer in Amazon, not planning to bid on electronic arts at all, according to CNBC. Now we do have to point out as we should point out with this article, this is exactly why every time we go through one of these stories, I talk about, hey, anonymous sources, take it with a grain of salt. Even if it's somebody that you trust, anonymous sources, we don't know their tilt. We don't know their information. We don't know what background they have. This is all basically dependent on the reporter doing the proper You should check your them. anonymous sources, even if you're the USA Today, even if you're the FBI, check your yeah. anonymous sources. You got to check your sources in all of these instances. And it's also worth pointing out that this particular CNBC article is going to be based on sources again. But the key points, as they describe them, Amazon's not expected to make a bid. Sources told, CNBC's David Faber. It'd be funny if they cited the same GLHF sources. That'd be There's, great. There you go. Electronics Arts stock surged Friday after USA Today reported Amazon is planning to make an offer to acquire the video game publisher. Now, this is indicative of a whole lot of issues that I don't want to get into, whether it's socioeconomic or otherwise. But changing your purchase and sales plan based on this nonsense this description as we analyzed it and it changed folks the the market changed based on this one little article is silly all right stock market i'm talking to you you this should never have happened like you should not have a 126 to 135 increase based on glhf writing whatever it is and getting at least three things wrong. i had no idea it was this easy to run a pump and dump well, I mean, it makes me want to start writing articles. According to uncivil law sources, dot, dot, dot. In, in all honesty, and, and I, I think that, you know, people go to that too fast on the Internet. It's like I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if the, if the SEC said, hey, um, you guys that are related to this editor, writer, you don't happen to have any EA stock, do you? <laughs> because this is insane. I, I don't. And this is where we, 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 as always, recommend don't talk to the police. Even and especially if those police are the SEC. Yeah. I don't want to talk about my day as the answer to this and every other question. Regulatory authorities want to ask you. It's just crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. Um, and so CNBC goes out with this article, again, based on sources. EA shares closed up 3.5%. Uh, Faber dismissed the report on CNBC Squawk Box. There's nothing going on, he said, citing sources. Uh, an Amazon spokesperson said the company doesn't comment on rumors and speculations. EA declined to comment. So we don't actually have 
more specific information here, but this was pretty clear. Um, and they actually put out a tweet and they put out a clip that says there's there's literally nothing happening. I, I, the sources that would be in a position to know that I have, says this gentleman, um, say that there's nothing there's nothing going on at all. And so you then someone's, get... Someone's going to look foolish. <clears throat> well, there you go, right? And like I said, it's possible that Amazon was engaged in talks. In fact, if Electronic Arts is shopping itself and Amazon wants to get bigger in gaming... It would be silly to think that they haven't had a conversation about what a deal would look like. I talk about this to a lot of folks here in virtual legality, which is to say there are people whose only job is to have phone calls and to be constantly assessing what the price for something else as a merger or a strategic purchase or otherwise would be. And so when you find out that Electronic Arts is at least considering shopping itself because they get right to the altar with Comcast before being jilted effectively – then you say, okay, yeah, you're picking up the phone. What, what is what is your company cost? What do you think it's worth? What are you going to approve at the board level? And, and we can make these decisions for ourselves. So certainly the strategic investment arm of Amazon is looking at electronic arts. Like that's not a surprise. But reporting that there's a bid in place is a lot, right? Per mm. our sources, they have made an offer. It is made, past tense. No, not according to anybody else. And ultimately... Not according to USA Today. Now, let's see what they did with their correction article. This isn't on the Wayback Machine, so we've got a few more ads here. But reports refute rumors of Amazon buying electronic cards. This is the actual newspaper that reported on it. Yes. Okay, mm. USA Today. Stop. Stop freaking out, ads. I'm going to have to stop you if you don't stop it. <laughs> and you can so, an ad blocker like a normal person. I do not use ad blocker on this because, you know, I'm, I'm talking over these articles. Uh, and so I, I run the ads. We've had this conversation in comments, but, you know, you make it hard for me, USA Today, when you do stuff like this. Um, so this is, <clears throat> if we look to the top of the screen here, this is the same address. This is Amazon by Electronics Arts. This is what is the replacement for their own article. Now, this might be acceptable if you reference what you originally reported at USA Today slash GFH never happened, right? <clears throat> they they won't they won't they won't this correction won't feature the statement that they originally reported on it. So it's reports refute rumors of Amazon buying electronic arts. We'll see this editor's note in just a second. Though it's been rumored, Amazon will soon announce that it's put in a formal offer to acquire electronic arts. It's been rumored. Passive voice. Amazon is not expected to make a bid for EA. It's been rumored by people. According to CNBC, which may or may not include me, right? This is the same author. <clears throat> rumors have been circulating online for a few weeks. We see that sentence. The rumors come after a range of unprecedented acquisitions and consolidation in the video game space, with the biggest of them being Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard for $69 billion. Wait a minute. That's not what you referenced before. You referenced this. Microsoft's purchase of Bethesda at $7.5 billion. Well, I would hope that a correction like that, which doesn't have anything to do with Amazon and EA, would be referenced in some kind of editor's update because otherwise that's like a stealth edit to the article, right? I mean, that, that, that must be mentioned. Hmm. Now, that's what they update with. This is what USA Today is telling the world. Now, fortunately, the internet is forever. People have all connected that USA Today did this. Um, and so they're probably having talks with uh, GFHL or whatever it is, GLHF, apologies. <clears throat> to see if they want to continue in business with them because their editor's note said earlier today, GLHF, a gaming esports outlet and content partner of For the Win. 
That's separating language, folks. That is, well, you know, sure. It says USA Today up there in your URL, but this is this is them. This is a content partner that we just happened to use. Ran a version of this story on our website that violated our editorial standards regarding the use of unnamed and unvetted sources. So USA Today goes out there and says, this guy, we asked him about it when CNBC's article came out. He's like, I, I got an email. Said it's done. It's a source. Did you do any checking? Did you did you verify this with a second party? No. Okay. We have updated this story to remove all mention of those sources. You updated it to do a lot more than that, right? You changed this fact at the bottom. You don't reference the fact that you reported on this originally. Uh, and this could be read if you don't know the whole history as, well, we got some stuff wrong. Reporting that there are refuted rumors and not mm -hmm. that you were reporting on the rumors itself. So mm -hmm. I, I, a pox on all houses here, right? On, on creating verticals, on outsourcing the content for the verticals, on the reporting by Mr. McKean here, on what USA Today does in response to that in the editor's note and the revisions here that aren't properly cited even in that editor's note, bollocks. <laughs> all of this is terrible. And so that might lead you to believe that Kirk McKean would reflect on the choices that he has made uh, and what exactly he gets reported on. And so I said, you know what? Kirk's a name I at least recognize. I don't know that I've ever interacted with him, but I, I, I believe he's on Twitter. So we're going to go check that out. And, and I find Kirk Swedish Meatball McKean here uh, and I'm blocked. Oh, uh, what did you do? What did you do to Kirk? I, I don't think I've ever interacted with him. Uh, <clears throat> I said this when I was tweeting about this story. Uh, to, to talk about Hangouts today. I think I'm pre-blocked. I think I'm block-listed or something. Um, but I, I've never interacted with him that I can remember. Uh, you all can go check on that. Maybe I interacted with him at some point in the past. Uh, but I went to go check on it. And I said, wow, okay, that's interesting. I, it's a little bit surprising. Fortunately, because it's such a big deal, you do have folks reporting on it separately. So here we have IGN. <clears throat> Amazon DA acquisition rumors spark confusion, which I think is an accurate description of what's happening here. USA Today's report claiming that Amazon would today make an offer to buy electronic arts has been retracted, with the journalist behind the article also expressing doubt over its accuracy, kind of. The original report was updated multiple times in the hours after CNBC disputed its reporting, slowly but surely stepping away from its fairly explicit declaration that Amazon would make EA an offer, finishing off with the note that is currently there, and then Kurt McKean on Twitter saying the following. If you get something wrong in games journalism, it's a bit like when you work behind a bar and drop a pint glass and everyone cheers, except instead of cheering, they chuck more pint glasses at you. Oh, little as fiddle, little as fiddle. That's, that's, that's he continued, also, CNBC said it isn't happening today, which isn't the same as it isn't happening. <laughs> and if I turn out to be wrong, then I was wrong. It happens. It's the first time it's happened to me with a report like this, but it was bound to happen eventually. You, you, didn't, you didn't report... You reported that it was in. You reported that your sources said that, that, that an offer has been made. And now CNBC says an offer isn't even planned. Not expected to bid at all. Now, Amazon could be lying through its teeth to CNBC. I will grant you that, Kurt. But at some point, you have to just say, hmm, looks like it's wrong. I guess we'll see how it plays out. Rather than this, like, well, they said it wasn't happening today. It's like, what a petulant response that makes me believe that I should not read a damn word that you write. 
Like, mm-hmm. I try to be polite here, and I, I try to give authors the benefit of the doubts. Too much so, to some extent. My comments come in and say you were too nice to that person and whatnot. But I like to believe that we're all human beings. We make mistakes, and we're trying to get better. And I'm okay with saying, hey, you make mistakes. It feels bad, man. Right? This first tweet. But then the part where you're supposed to say, I'm going to reflect on my processes and my vetting and my sources and how I operate at GLHF and what we do for our contract partners is instead, hmm, it might not be wrong still. Might not be wrong. I can't do anything for you, bud. So that's today's article. Uh, And this is how you have a stock market issue. Now, I think the market's being stupid when they respond like this to that kind of thing from an effectively outsourced freelance consulting contractor, but I'm not the market. I'm not invested in EA. I don't have to give any disclaimers on that. And it seems like people were taken for a bit of a ride. So if I'm going to write an article about Elon Musk making a bid on, on Amazon and okay. see if I can gain some stock advantage for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you don't know. You don't know. And you did just publish that uh, live on the internet. So you got that issue as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's this kind of thing. And it's this kind of reporting. And it's these kinds of issues that make me a little bit crazy, right? Maybe someday Amazon buys uh, Electronic Arts. If it happens in a year, is Kurt McKean going to take credit for it? I don't know. But either way, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, and so this is the kind of thing that ha- headlines and hangouts and hangouts and headlines, whatever order you want to put your H's in, is built for, which is this kind of intransigence at the reporting level and, frankly, incompetence at the initial level. Uh, and so what do you all think about this? I know this is a very specific kind of niche uh, discussion about video game companies, about acquisitions in this particular market that we're in. But still, what do you all think about it? Kurt? I don't know if you followed this story before you showed up here today, but what do you think about it? I just think the whole thing is kind of hilarious on a whole lot of levels. I agree with you that the stock market reacting to this, because this story, the original story, was rumors. And according to G- GLHF, and like we think this is happening, it's, it's all written in this hyper-speculative thing. Yep. Watching the market react to it and gain 4% stock. It's like, what are you guys doing? You know, it doesn't make any sense. The market is a fickle beast, isn't it? Um, so you can have wisdom in the mob over the long term. But in the short term, uh, it's it's just a mob. Mm. <laughs> it's just a mob. Be careful out there, kids, with your investments. Um, and, and this kind of thing can happen. This, I mean, is, some... this is why the, the best investment that you can make, historically proven, is just to put your money in the S&P 500 index fund. Set it and forget it, Ron Papil style, and just take your average, your 8% average return year on year. The number of people that are able to beat the market with any kind of reliability is basically nil. You know, people have done bets on it. It's like, oh, and you could throw darts at a board and do as well as some of of these managed funds. And people have done throwing darts at a board and beat managed funds. So, like, the best investment you can make. The best investment you can make is just to put your money in the S&P 500 index fund. It's boring, but it's safe. It's 8% average return year on year. Do that. If you want some bonds, that's the only other thing to really consider. So it's like, okay. For the record, this neither this channel nor Kurt of Uncivil Law provides investment advice. Please consult your broker, dealer, or other financial advisor. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
But if you were giving financial advice, put your money into an S&P 500 index fund. It's pretty good. I like so, Tails. Amazon declined to purchase any DLC. That's cute. EA started putting up the microtransactions, and Amazon was like, you know what? We're out. Prototopics. David says, Uncivil Investments. New channel dropping today with Uncivil Gaming. Mm -hmm. Uncivil Investments. Uncivil Gaming. The Uncivil yeah. Media Group. No, no. I'm just going to do the whole Jim Cramer thing. I'm going to have a set of buttons. Bye, 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 bye. That'll be great. <laughs> we'll do the whole Mad Money thing. Prototopics also asked the question, if Amazon did acquire EA, would that make EA worse? They've been botching Star Wars for years. They botched Star Wars so bad, David, that Disney pulled their exclusive contract. Um, so that's that's hard to do. Disney wanted to, as Kirk just said, set it and forget it uh, and used one of the biggest publishers to do it. And they botched it so badly that they Disney just opened it up to everybody. Um, so, yeah, would they make EA worse? It's been a long time coming. EA has kind of consolidated down to its just core live service games and its sports uh, and its mm -hmm. sims and whatnot. It, there used to be a time that EA games were pretty exciting, that they had good stuff coming out on a fairly regular basis. So, yeah. Hopecat says, if a journalist blocks Hogue, you know they are bad at their job and can't take criticism. I don't mind people blocking me on Twitter. We talk about this with Jason Schreier. And it might be that that's, there's some kind of Schreier block list amalgam thing. Uh, that you can use if you're online. Ooh, is a meta block list? We're all I, the I, bad people? You're on the bad people blacklist? Yeah, probably. Probably. I, I mean, I'm because definitely... You fear, because you're such a horrible guy? I mean, you're one of the most friendly, friendly, honest guys I know in this world. You're a friend to all. You're ever loyal. What? what, what who, who has a problem with you? Well, I'm definitely on a list for deigning to talk to Colin Moriarty at Sacred Symbols uh, and Last Day Media. I know that. Uh, so because I'm a paid contributor over there, because I'm on his shows, because I talk to him about things and don't blacklist him, I get on like the associates blacklist. So that happened immediately, uh, when I started doing that. Um, and then, uh, that kind of advanced into being blocked on certain forums. Some of you might be familiar with reset era and things like that. Um, but it's very nice of you to say, Kurt, <clears throat> it's, I don't have a problem with people deciding who they converse with and things like that. I'm just not sure I have ever communicated with this person. That's when it gets a little. All I'm saying is if that you if you have a problem with Richard Hogue, you are the problem. Aww. Because I mean this this man is Well, I can he, bring a heat sometimes and people say that I, you know, they disagree. That's okay. But I really appreciate it. Uh, and I yeah. and and Tiny's right here. I I'm a grifter. I'm a tabloid grifter. YouTube pundit. So you if you don't know Kurt this is what Bloomberg technology writer Jason Schreier uh, called me when I made a video uh, disagreeing with his analysis of the chances of the Activision deal per the stock market index. And I said, this is all bullshit that you just put on Bloomberg terminal. Um, and uh, I did that video and, and, and it, it got it got popular. It got circulated at various places. Um, and uh, so he wound up putting out a series of tweets and said, you shouldn't listen to some YouTube pundit. I will. Uh, I I know what I'm talking about. It's like YouTube. I mean, like that's that's a little that's a little disrespectful of my curriculum vitae, isn't it? I mean, I have an economics degree and a law degree. I have not. I'm not out here plus under you're bridge. A, a, plus, you have <laughs> extensive knowledge in mergers, acquisitions, and business dealings in general. Plus, you're an incredibly honest broker of information. I try. You're, but I, you're, re you're reliable. I don't you're, mind Jason blocking me. What I do, you're friendly. Least, 
I've interacted with Jason. What I do mind a little bit more is is like I, I mind I, them blocking you. I mind. I want to go and take a baseball bat and show him the error of his ways. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that beating him up would show him the error of his ways. It made me feel better. <laughs> uh, let's see here. That Sarah says is a preemptive blocking the sincerest form of flattery these days. Like they're so scared of your powerful opinions. Uh, rolling on the floor laughing emoji. I I don't. I don't know if that's the case. I, again, I think it's a meta blocking thing where I'm just a, a, a bad thinker to some extent um, on these particular lists. And so I get into trouble that way. But that doesn't bother me as much as the concept of like never interacting with me. And I go to look at the thing. I'm like, oh, that name rings a bell. I've seen that name around. He's done a lot of things on a lot of different outlets on the internet. I, I'll go yeah. look up what he said on Twitter. And then I'm like, wait. But by the way, the... The, the baseball bat thing was hyperbolic, YouTube. That's oh, what we yes. call hyperbole. Just That's for right. those of you who are humor, humor incapable, I just want to spell that out. I don't actually have any actual animus to him. I just think it's a little bit ridiculous. I was using hyperbole to prove the point. So now that I've clarified that, for the people who don't understand how humor and hyperbole works, we can move on. For rhetorical effect. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Isn't blocking people on Twitter just the adult version of sticking your fingers in your ears and saying la 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 loudly? Lolly Lulelo. Mm. Uh yeah. Um a little bit. I, you know, again, if I interact with you and you don't like the way I talk or you don't like my opinions or something like that, block away, right? The social media is for you. Don't just live in a cesspool with people you don't like if you don't want. I think there's some issues with making an echo chamber, but you can you can, you know, reason those out. Um, if you're using a meta block list because somebody told you that somebody else thinks that somebody else told them that, you know, Rick Hogue doesn't think right or whatever, I don't know that you're actually engaging in either society or the process of being a human being very well, but Hey, that's me. And again, that's just an opinion that I have being on a blacklist is never a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, kind of a badge of honor to be blocked by some of these journalists term used very loosely. Uh, it'd be great to have accountability in media again. Everyone is so coddled and making a mistake just doesn't bring any consequences for journalists, which is a huge problem. This is Nick, who is the editor of The Escapist, which might be a site that you're familiar with. Um, I appreciate it, Nick. I, I think that is one of the biggest issues is that kind of level of sensitivity. One of the things that I have given credit to folks like Taylor Lorenz um, or um, uh, Kat Tenbarge or other folks that I've had direct interactions with on Twitter and they are journalists for NBC News and, and USA, uh, not USA Today, the Washington Post and things like that, is that uh, they've never done that. Uh, they have disagreed with me strongly. That's where you get the uh, radicalized influencer from Taylor Lorenz. I really should make shirts of all these. Uh, and uh, some various other names, I think, from Kat, um, is that they will engage. Uh, they might not engage in good faith, uh, but they won't block me. I'm still allowed to follow them. And to me, that's the right way if you're going to be in the public sphere and communicating with folks on issues of interest uh, to treat these things. Uh, that's what I think is the better way. And I want to give them credit for that, as I have in the past, uh, much to some commenters' chagrin sometimes. Uh, but in video gaming, which is so much less important, right, than some of the stuff we're talking about, actual litigation, international affairs, the future of the internet, what laws, you know, things like that. It's the video game journalists that are like, no, nah, completely untenable. This person, it must be, must be undone. Uh, and so, yeah, Nick, I think you've got the right bit of it here. The level of sensitivity is just a little crazy in this industry of ours that we love so much. 
Uh, Caps, thank you so much for gifting five more Hoglaw memberships. I really appreciate that support for the channel. As folks know, we can't do it without support from viewers and listeners like you. If you do like this stuff, like it, subscribe, tell folks that we're having these conversations. I really sincerely appreciate it. It is always awesome. Uh, so thanks again, Caps. Uh, Joe says, Hogue, full of integrity, always reasonable, witty, informative, and a true gentleman. That's my aspiration. I try. I can promise you that here, a thousand videos in, there are mistakes that I have made and maybe uh, positions that I have taken that are not what I would like to have taken, you know, later on, either with emotionality or otherwise. But we should always aspire to be better. And I really appreciate that, Joe. Thank you so much. Um, I thought that Kurt's shirt was a blanket. No, no, I, that would be that would be a fuzzy blanket, though. I, uh, my, my sweaters always look like that, too. Right. My, my, my wife says that my sweaters look like sweatshirts. Uh, especially in the summer when I'm wearing them thin. Um, let's see here. Funny block reasons. I had someone say they blocked me after I said I wouldn't help them because they were being rude. It's weird, right? There is a certain sense of entitlement in some of these interactions <laughs> where it's like, well, you didn't help me and you didn't help me. So now I'm getting in trouble. Now, before I come back to here, we do have a few super chats that I didn't get to because they were during talking about headlines. We got Ms. Opinion. It is college football time. Go Buckeyes. Yeah. <clears throat> Go Buckeyes. And Rattlers, <laughs> FAMU. Uh, sincerely, though, you know, everybody, enjoy your team. Good luck, Ohio State. Um, and, and have fun with college football. I love it. It's a great season. Uh, Lady Bethany, Fago Cream Soda is the best. Cream Soda is awesome. Now I'm going to need all of these pops. Uh, later Cream Soda today. can be good. It has its place. This is like Dr. Pepper, right? Like, I, I, I can't stand diet Dr. Pepper. Like, there, there, there are certain flavors that don't work well in all instances. Um, and I'm pretty specific about my root beers, too. I'm an, I'm an A&W guy. So we got that going. Do you um, like A&W restaurants? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? A&W root beer's got that frosty mug taste and some really delicious hot dogs. Okay. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Sorry, sorry for even asking the question. I mean, I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. You got to plant your pole. Okay. I love A&W restaurants. Okay. Uh, I don't have enough around me. I don't think they all survive, either the pandemic or the before times. Uh, the Heathers has a good announcement here. If you do want to get one of these gift memberships that people are so generously handing out, you do have to like hit a button and say that you're willing to accept it um, on, on YouTube. I don't know why that policy is in place, but you do have to like tell them that you would be okay accepting uh, a membership here. So, so hit that button if you, if you want that. Uh, if, if, if you don't, that's... And that's while you're at it, it, is your subscribe button red? If your subscribe button is red, it is angry with you. You have failed it, but it's okay. You can make it up to it. By simply clicking the red subscribe button, it will become a gray, calm, peaceful subscribe button. Be the change we want to see in the world. Help the subscribe button be what it was always meant to be by clicking that red subscribe button today. Thank you, Kurt. I appreciate it. And please do check out on Civil Law. Kurt's doing a lot of fun stuff. We're almost about time to wrap it up. Um, so we'll talk to you a little bit about what you're planning uh, for today and tomorrow and the rest of the week, Kurt, uh, when we get towards the end. But do check out his channel. Absolutely. Um, and we do have uh, some comments here. This is Boom. I know I, I saw your invite to Friday's show. I uh, I will see. I'm coming back off of vacation, so I'm a little bit behind. 
<laughs> on on a whole lot of things. But I will I will, I will check that out. I will contact you in DMs. Uh, what else we got here? Um, <laughs> Sardinisms. I like how you look physically pained to say that. Lol. That was the go back guys. Um, yeah, well, we're getting into college football season. As my wife pointed out, y'all have never been live with me during mm. college football season before. Um, so we're going to see how it goes. Uh, my, my wife has generally said throughout our entire relationship that the mood of my week is entirely predicated on how Saturdays go in the fall. Uh, so we'll this see if I can about right. We'll see if right. I can't reflect on that uh, as as we go forward, um, or we'll just no. Have... It just it goes to it goes to your essential and positive character traits. It goes to your loyalty, and it goes to your ability to rise and fall with your friends. Man, I mean these are admirable traits, Richard. I appreciate it. I even I sometimes feel sports is the worst possible thing that you can be emotionally invested in because you have no control over it. Uh, and you just love them anyway. Uh, but you do occasionally, every 17 years or so, uh, get something like last year for me. And I'm still living off of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still feeding off of last fall. Uh, so I can I can stomach a woot woot go Buckeyes from the Heathers because it's all in good fun, even if we're rivals, even if it's hate week when we play Ohio State or Michigan State. Uh, it is still just Who are the enemy? They, they are. It's still just college football, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, let's see. For gift subs, if you want one and previously opted in, you should try opting out and back in as it's very flakily. And if you don't see all the gift subs being claimed, it means it thinks you, everyone has one. Okay. Good to know. You know, I think YouTube just kind of added this. Whenever they add a button or a feature or something, it always feels like we're beta testing it here uh, on, yep. on, on the platform. So absolutely, if you have to... Yep flip buttons and things also check if you if you think you're subscribed here check that because you might not be uh youtube gets a little bit wonky with that as well AW has the best root beer it is my favorite as well uh AW closed down in singapore which just makes me sad i can't find root beer in the uk AW isn't in singapore that's <sighs> a bummer which burger is your favorite rick papa burger i don't know what a papa burger is um Let's see. Um, outside of restaurant burgers, you mean like something like fast food or fast casual or something like that? There's a place near here that I really enjoy right now called Burger Fi uh, that has an excellent burger at a, at a reasonable price, at least reasonable in 2022. Um, so I, I recommend it. I have no idea whether it's a one-off or a very small franchise here because it's not like national. I've never seen a commercial for it. Um, but I can recommend if you're in Southeast Michigan, Burger Fi. Um, it is, it is very, very good. And they also have excellent hot dogs, which I also like. Um, let's see here. I really just like having to opt in for gift memberships. Only reason I can think of is for people who haven't an, uh, anonymized their YouTube name, not wanting people to learn they watch the channel. Uh, possibly, uh, I guess if you're in, can you get a gift if you're not otherwise chatting? I suppose you can. Um, so that might be part of it that you're just lurking. And so that's why there's an opt in. That makes sense. Uh, even though it's a little bit annoying. Is Kurt still at Rob's? Are you still at Rob's, Kurt? Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, Heather says, ooh, Grumpy Rick will be interesting. Hopefully there won't be any Grumpy Rick, right? N- notwithstanding your go Buckeyes, maybe it's just a uh, 12-win season, and I'm just chilling out with you all, all fall, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Could sure. be. Sure. That happens but you a will, lot. But you will eventually lose to Clemson in the national finals, so there's that. 
Man, if I got to the national title game and lost, I think I, I think it would be a crushing blow. The, the rest of the hangouts and headlines. I've been cool. there. I was there. Clubs. <laughs> yeah, we've had some issues there, but we've won some well. So it's I was going to say, but great. you've won a couple, right? We've won a couple. Yes, we've got a good record <laughs> recently. Uh yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, my my game day experience is interesting. Nobody will be anywhere near me when I when I watch. People don't like that. See, this is. I, I don't get emotional about a lot of stuff, but for whatever mm. reason, I'm invested in Michigan Wolverine football. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes long term. And I, I think that's just about it. People are talking about their favorite root beers, talking about their favorite uh, burgers and places. I don't know what uh, Papa Burger is. Somebody was just referencing it, I think. Uh, Burger Fi is awesome, except when you forget when they forget your sauce. They have them on the East Coast. Okay, great. So it exists other places. Yeah, I really really like Burger Fi. Um, so check that out if you're interested. Um, and, uh, let me know how you think about it, uh, on another hangouts and headlines. Okay. Fantastic. So it is just about nine o'clock here in the Eastern time zone. Kurt, what do you got going on today and this week? Well, we've got lots of great content coming up on on civil law as always. So we are continuing to cover the Murdoch case out of South Carolina with the attorney with the murders of his wife and son. And we covered a hearing on that yesterday. We've got on Wednesday, we've got a hearing in the Daybell Vallow cult murder case out of Idaho. That's also something that we are watching with intensity. So I'd encourage you to check out those things. And also, of course, as always, we've got plenty of regular content on the channel. For example, upcoming in uh, upcoming on my channel, perhaps I'll post it today, is a story about financial investors and their duties under law. This is a Supreme Court decision. In, from this past term called Hughes versus Northwestern University. And the financial advisors were sued in part because some of their their picks were not good. And they said, well, we provided pr plenty of good picks, so therefore we're off the hook. The Supreme Court disagrees, eight to zero. So we'll be covering some of those things. Those are some of the many stories that you can find on Uncivil Law. Fantastic, Kurt. As I said, go check out on Civil Law. Check out his content. I don't know what we'll be doing in virtual legality if we do a video today. We just did a video yesterday that talked about uh, Sony and their price increase and their move into mobile. Um, so if you're interested in that or if you just want to get into the comments and call me an Xbox uh, shill, uh, those are always welcome. There's a lot of people doing that already. Uh, I think we'll probably be talking about Elon Musk a little bit more because apparently he just sent in a letter that says he's also terminating the agreement because of the whistleblower stuff, which is expected. Uh, but it's probably a good entry point to talk about the whistleblower stuff. Uh, so we might be doing that here in virtual reality as well. Otherwise, thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out for the entirety of Hangouts and Headlines. We will be off for Hangouts and Headlines tomorrow. However, if you're just not sick of hearing my voice just yet, we do have question time. And because I was on vacation, I missed the weekend windows to have question time. We will be having question time, which is where our Patreon and our Utreon folks can get in questions specifically at the top of that episode to talk to me about whatever it is that they want uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. So even though Wednesday is off for Hangouts, we will be having a live stream question time tomorrow uh, and we'll be answering questions after patrons and, and Utreon supporters and everybody else is done. We talk to the community about whatever it is that they want to talk about uh, as well. That tends to be about an hour long. That's what it's aimed at for those episodes. So I will be online uh, tomorrow because there's an August question time and by God, we're going to get it done in August. Um, and so please do check that out tomorrow. Otherwise I'll be back in hangouts and headlines on Thursday. 
uh, and you will be seeing various virtual legality videos, I would suspect, otherwise on the channel as we go along. So thanks, Kurt, for being here the whole time. Thanks to everybody in the chat for being here the whole time. Thanks to everybody gifting memberships, doing Super Chats, doing that support, just being here, hitting that subscribe button, hitting that like button. I very much appreciate it. And I will catch you whenever you see me next here on the Hoglaw YouTube channel.